0: Okay. So my name is Praveen. I'm an addict. Hi, Praveen. Hi, Praveen. My sobriety date is December 12th, 2019. Holy shit. Yeah. And, um, so December 12th, that just happened. I got one year, so I have a little over w- one year now of sobriety. Um, so for my story, um, when I was younger, uh, I was a pretty normal kid like I had both parents in my life being Indian like I had really good parents and like I was like a pretty smart kid like I would get like decent grades but not like the best grades and I I was doing all right and um like first I, I thought I I started smoking weed to be like cool or whatever but after like more contemplation I realized that like the idea of something making me feel better was appealing to me because I guess I wasn't feeling like super good all the time. So something that could get me high and uplift my mood was very appealing to me. And I had this friend that I'd known since second grade and he had like older brothers and like, so he he had the weed like freshman year of high school. And he'd been smoking it since like middle school and then like obviously like during that time like with the marijuana legalization like i started like because i thought i was like smarter than the drugs so i started like looking up like the health effects of weed or whatever and like back then i thought like oh from what i researched everything just looks like you should be smoking weed you know what i mean because there's nothing like so I, I was like, okay, I'll try it, and I tried it with my friend, and it it was good, like, I didn't get high the first time, I didn't know, like, nothing really happened, so I just kept smoking it, and I, I started to get high, and then, like, it was like a little hobby, and it did, it did make me fit in more, and I'm from a small town where, like, there's no, there's, in our high school, there wasn't really, like, any cliques or, like, any popular kids like everyone was friends with everyone so but all they did was smoke weed so it's like if you wanted friends you just like go and smoke weed with them and that's what I did for like three or four years and then um I don't know like towards the end of high school I want there was like the whole like rave or whatever scene like with the EDC and I never went to a rave but like The kids that I smoked weed with like some of them would take ecstasy pills and then they explained to me how ecstasy isn't as bad as um like meth or anything so I took a few ecstasy pills and I really enjoyed that and I felt like I don't know like I could like talk to people better and like I liked being inhibited and I did that and then I got I, my grades declined because of weed and ecstasy and but they weren't like horrible so I got into um, a school in Texas for college because my parents were going to move there so I, I was like I would just want to go to school from home um, because my parents wanted me to do that so I was like um, and it wasn't like because my dad let me, like, smoke weed and drink. Like, he's, he's super cool. He doesn't, like, he, he just didn't want me to become, like, a drug addict. So I was, like, I'd rather just go to school from home. So I went to the same school in San Antonio where my parents moved to. But then, like, I was in computer programming class or whatever. And I wasn't, I wasn't like, I was just smoking so much weed to where I wasn't, like, applying myself. And then in college, like, people had Adderall to make you, like, study better. And I hated studying. So I was like, I'll take some Adderall. And, and it worked for, like, a little bit. Like, it really, like, I was wanting, I was motivated. And I was, um, yeah, I was just, like, I was doing better because of the Adderall. So I started taking that. And I, I, I like, I didn't catch myself getting addicted to it. And then my, my parents moved back to California and I ended up living in like some apartments near the school and like eventually like I just found meth and like then like like how I said before how I thought I was like smarter than the drugs. I looked up some more things on the internet and it was like meth and adderall are like the same, so why not just get meth? <laughs> so so I, I I started using meth and I was using a lot of meth, and I, I was doing better in school, and it was, wasn't was as much money as the Adderall. Basi- and then I got addicted to Xanax because of the anxiety. And then, so I was addicted to Xanax for a while, and then um, I moved on to heroin because I tried like some opiate pills, and I liked those. And again, I thought like, why buy the little pills if heroin is like the same thing so i got really hooked on heroin and heroin brought me down pretty bad like i was hanging out with like all types of shady people um there was a point where i pretty much lived at a at a parking lot in home depot and we would steal a dewalt drill every day and just live there for like three or four months and um basically I, it just sucked being on heroin. So uh, December 12th is my sobriety date, but I quit using heroin in June because my thinking told me that heroin costs like a lot of money. So you have to do a lot of things to get the heroin. And I thought like if heroin was legal and cheap, I would have my life fine. It's only fucked up because I have to do all this work to get my heroin every day so i just decided i'm just gonna use meth only and i went back to my parents house and for six months i just injected meth every day and i ended up losing my mind pretty badly um so i ended up in the psych ward and like just in my psychosis i was just like tripping out and like i got this pamphlet for a rehab called a mission for michael and like in my psychosis, I thought like the Michael could have been like the archangel Michael, (laughs) like it's just weird. And so I was like, and like my dad said, like, like you got to get help and he was going to pay for my rehab, but it was 90 days at a better life recovery. And I was thinking like, like, cause I've never been to Southern California. I've never been to LA. The only major city in the United States I've been to is San Francisco. So I was like, you know what? Like my social worker at the psych ward says it's, a, it's one of the best. That's what he told me. It was one of the best rehabs. And like most of the rehabs down here are like pretty, pretty high class compared to like the rest of the United States. And like the picture was nice. It had like the beach and whatnot. So I was like, I've been getting high for so long. Like might as well. Because I could have left the psych ward, went to like a little two week halfway, and then just went back to, like, the Home Depot. And we I had, like, three cars with my friends just living there. But I was like, honestly, like, why not? Like, because it's Southern California. Like, I've never been to Southern California. Like, what do I have to lose? And the worst, in the worst case, I could just manipulate my parents after rehab. And so I went, I went to Southern California, and it was a 90-day program, and... Basically the program or the rehab really pushed us to have to get a sponsor and to have to do the steps. And I wanted to get into their sober living because it was $300 a month rent at that time. So I was just like, I'm just gonna do everything I can to get that spot because it's so cheap. So I just like, I got my uh, sponsor and then I had a case manager, Billy, Um, he's a really good case manager and I was working the steps and he kept like pushing me to do the steps and to get a sponsor. So I got a sponsor, John, and, um, I did, I did the first like three steps and I, I wasn't thinking like the steps would really like do anything, but, um, so after like step, we got on step four and then I just stopped contacting John for like a month. But then my case manager like pushed me because like I guess they do like a review or something every time you talk to them or whatever and I was trying to get into this sober living so he pushed me to do step uh, five and I did and I did step five with and he also made me like show him my step four so I couldn't just put down like two or three things just to get by so I put down like I think like 26 and i did my i did my step 5 with uh, my sponsor john and that's when like it clicked for me because like i had a lot of friends from my younger times that didn't talk to me at all and like i felt like i felt like they were just like fake friends and like i was resentful towards them but then even after i wrote down what my part was i still didn't think it was fair of them to like cut me off or whatever but after going through each one and having someone else point out to you, like, it was weird, like, point out to you, like, like, if you were that person, would you still want to, like, fuck with you? And, like, every single one, like, for me at least, nothing, like, traumatic has happened to where, like, it's clearly someone else's fault. So I, I felt like when I, like, um... It clicked for me that like most of my um most of my issues came from like me, you know what I mean, and that's the first time where I was like relieved because like I was like angry at people for not wanting to uh deal with me, for my mom not wanting to talk to me and whatnot. but um after that I was like it was like a moment of relief because I felt like um. Like if the problem is me, then I can't hate like God for it, if that makes sense. so I did that, and then um I got into i didn't I didn't even end up getting into that sober living that costed three hundred dollars a month, so I ended up going to another sober living um, but I'm glad it worked out how it worked out because at that sober living, it's very structured and um basically like there's no bullshitting and like I don't know that's just I guess that's what I needed and it helped expand my network past like just my friends that I made in rehab which I did make like a lot of friends in rehab that I still stay in touch with but it just helped me like expand more um and uh yeah so basically just one of the main things that helped me was just giving up. Because, like, at the psych ward, I could have went to, like, a two-week or whatever. And then just, like, I would know exactly where to go to get high. And then I could probably hit up my dad, like, a month later. And then he'd probably take me back. and, But, like, I was just like, it's time to try something new. And, I don't know, like, the whole Southern California thing kind of, like, excited me a little bit because I've never been to LA. I've never been to Disneyland. Um, just like the whole, like the hype about Southern California, like it's, it's, it's I don't know, that's off topic. But, but yeah, so basically how it is now, now I have a job that I work 40 hours a week. Um, I just signed up for school again for starting January nineteenth, um, I just go to I just go to work, I go to a meeting, I call my sponsor, I call a couple people, and my days are just like I know for the most part there's no surprises, and I don't have to think on my feet just to get like. get get a bag of dope, you know? Like, every day I had to do something different. I was always thinking on my feet and just, like, stressed out. Now I just sleep fine. Um, I don't have to take any meds anymore, which is good. And that's the reason why I feel like like God's will sometimes is better than what you wanted. Because I wanted to go to the Sober Living for $300, but the program director was, like, adamant about me taking my meds and I hated my meds. And that's the reason why I couldn't go over there because they were gonna put me in a different sober living where like you have to take your meds in front of somebody. So I was like, that's not even worth it. And I ended up going to uh, the sober living I'm at now and I don't take any meds. I still have like some of my meds and I don't like, I don't want them. Um, and that was, that was a humbling experience too. Like, cause they, to- they, like, they told me like, you gotta take your meds cause like, you're at that point where you, you can't convince people that you're not crazy. You know what I mean? So now I'm off my meds. Um, I do a meeting like every day or at once five days out of the week, I do a meeting. I stay in contact with people. I've developed uh, what I would consider to be close friends um, and Another thing is like in sobriety now I have more friends that like have things in sobriety like people with nice cars and like money and like that attracts me now because before like what attracted me was like people that had drugs and like an old truck and like I didn't look past that I was like I'd be happy with that but now there's like people that have things and that they say attraction over promotion, so that, um, that's, that's good. So like, yeah, that's, um, what else? Um, oh yeah. Um, also, uh, like, I, I ate a lot of food when I came to rehab. Um, I drank a lot of caffeine. I just kept like turning to outside things to try to like stimulate me, I guess. And I it took me a while to understand that I'm trying to fix a problem that's on the inside. Like drugs were my solution, nicotine, food or whatever. Um but it took it took a while for me to understand that my inside problem I need to has a spiritual solution because it's a spiritual malady, as they say in the book. So that part also took me like a while to understand. But that's all I got to share. Thank you for letting me share.: Thanks for.. Thank